Hi, and welcome to the Writing and Marketing Show brought to you by author Wendy H. Jones. This show does exactly what it says on the tin. It's jam-packed with interviews, advice, hints, tips and news to help you with the business of writing. It's all wrapped up in one lively podcast, so it's time to get on with the show. And welcome to episode 153 of the Writing and Marketing Show with author, entrepreneur, Wendy H. Jones. This week, I'm going to be talking about writing cosy mysteries. Now, I know we've done this before, but I wanted to give you my personal views on it because I have been writing cosy mysteries and I've been researching cosy mysteries and I wrote for a cosy mystery anthology. So this episode is based around the anthology and generally about writing, <coughs> excuse me, cosy mysteries. And they can be real fun. But in particular, I'm going to be looking at a book called Deadly Traditions, which is a cosy mystery that I had a that I had a chapter in, and it means that um, it's a Christmas one. That's why it's called Deadly Traditions. So I think that's great. It just goes to show that uh, cosy mysteries can be written about anything. So that's why I thought we'd do this. But before that, what have I been up to? Well, I've been doing book signings. Now, I have been proven completely wrong because I thought that book signings would not be popular at the moment, that uh, because money was a little bit tight, that people wouldn't be buying books. That could not be further from the case. I have been selling books so fast that I am running out of books every two minutes. And I keep having to reorder no matter how many I get. It has been the most successful Christmas year for books that I've ever come across. It's just unbelievable. And I am so glad that people um, are turning to reading because one of the things you can still do is you can read. And if you get a book, um, what a lot of people are doing is buying them for three of their friends and then saying they'll all swap them and they'll read them as well. So it's a fabulous way of doing it. And you get several books um, quite cheaply that way because you have uh, shared them. So if you're doing thinking that books won't sell that um, well this year, then as I say, nothing could be further from the truth because I am selling extremely well. So, hey, thank you to all the people who have bought my books. I am very grateful. I am also very grateful to all the people to listen to this show every week and especially my patrons. Thank you very much for supporting me over the past year and I hope you're enjoying the show and feel that it's value for money and I hope you will continue to support me um, over the next year. Um, My time uh, producing the show is paid for by um, this, uh, by the patrons. So if you would like to support me, you're enjoying the uh, show and you would like to support me, then you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. And you can do so for as little as $3 a month. And um, I would show me that you want the show to continue and I would be very grateful. If you can't do it month on month, because I know times are a bit hard, then I would be grateful if you would just um, send me the price of a coffee. If you go to my website, click on buy me a coffee and you can do it for as little or as much as you would like to. And again, I would be very grateful. It would help to support my time in doing the show. Um, So, what of Cozy Mysteries? Well, I had an absolutely fabulous time doing the Cozy Mysteries um, for 
um, this anthology. And I did a, a chapter, a story uh, called, a short story called Mrs. Claus Saves Christmas. And I had so much fun doing it. It really is fun. And I could highly recommend you doing um cozy mysteries at Christmas because they're so popular. I could not believe how popular they are. Now, this one is only available, Deadly Traditions is only available until the end of De uh, December. So at the midnight, on the stroke of midnight on the 31st of December, it will magically disappear. So if you wait till 2023, you won't be able to get to it. It's a fabulous, fabulous deal on ebook. It really is a, a fabulous deal because this is a long book. There were 12 contributors and um, we we all did quite long stories. So you're getting a lot of bang for your buck, as they would say in America, a lot of money, um, a lot for your money. And so it's well worth getting. But let's get on and talk about uh, writing cosy mysteries, which at the moment, as I say, is something very dear to my heart. Um, I wrote an article on it for a magazine. And what I'm talking about today is going to be based on that article. And I'm going to talk about different uh, types of cosy mystery. I'm going to talk about examples of books. So you might want to get the books. All the books I'm recommending, I have read and they are excellent. So um, that was that. So um, what I wanted to say is before looking at the topic of writing cosy mysteries, I think it's really important to address what it is and why authors write in the genre. Because in its broadest term, a cosy mystery is a subgenre of the mystery genre. And it's one where the reader is not left terrified at the end, but believes that all is still well with the world. And that is important. I mean, I know that's important in um, more crime thrillers, crime fiction, but in a cosy mystery, all uh, the world needs to be... Uh, returned to the way it was, um, even though there's still someone dead in it. But um, very often, the dead person isn't very well liked anyway. So, um, you know, it's, it's a bit different. So, as to why we should write them, they're growing in popularity and often outsell other subgenres. It's perhaps because they evoke a feeling of warmth whilst flitting on the edge of danger. And they are warm. I would say. I would add they're also a pleasure to write and they bring in aspects of romance, family and friendship and as well as that of mystery because there's usually a romance running through it. Um, it's a fine balance of the familiar and the unfamiliar and that can pose a challenge to the writer. So how does one address that balance so the reader is left feeling satisfied in every way? Well, I have to say, the cosy mystery reader is also voracious and they can read several books in a week. It's not a genre that can be ignored. It really is not a genre that can be ignored. So we should write in that genre. Um, if, we, if you've ever read a cosy mystery, you'll um, realise that they're a quick read usually, but they are extremely fulfilling. But lastly, but very much not least, Cosy mysteries are enjoyable. I think so. I read a lot of cosy mysteries and I, uh, read, I, I read them uh, all through the year, not just at Christmas. So when I was asked to be part of the Deadly Traditions anthology, and I was delighted. I love both cosies and, hey, I love Christmas. Who doesn't? I absolutely adore Christmas. So combining them was a no-brainer for me. It's a fabulous combination, and a lot of readers think so. You would not believe how many cosy mysteries are bought at Christmas, both for um, 
the people who buy them and for gifts. They really are popular. So what are my hints and tips for writing a cosy mystery? First of all, the setting. Most cosy mysteries use a small town, beach or rural setting, although not all do. I've seen them set on vineyards and things as well. British villages or American small towns are perfect for cosy mysteries because in these settings, most of the residents know each other. In a small Scottish town, everybody knows everybody and that helps. Um, one of my favourite authors, Sean Riley Simmons, uh, sets a red carpet catering company cosies in movie sets where the main character caters to the actors and crew. So that just takes the place of your typical uh, small town or British village, um, because it's a, a small cast of characters in there. Um, and that's a perfect adaptation of the small town setting, I would say, taking it onto a movie set. Within the setting, the books often have a subsetting, as I said, such as a vineyard or a hotel, um, a library, a bookshop, I mean, craft shops. I've read them set everywhere, antique shops, um, where else? Um, I've seen them set in old folks' homes, and they're they're they, you know the sky's the limit. If you think of anywhere which would be a small community, then you can set your book there. Um, for deadly traditions, uh, my story, Mrs. Claus. I used the North Pole and Santa's workshop as my setting. So we had the the wider um, North Pole and then it was Santa's workshop and Santa's uh, village. So that was quite um, a challenge really because it was a closed shop. The next thing, um, what are my hints and tips for the sleuth? Well, one of the tropes of the cosy mystery is that the main sleuth cannot be a member of the police or law enforcement. That's completely a no-no. So it can often be a single woman and it will they will often have a sidekick who's usually a friend or a romantic interest. Um, one author I know of, and I absolutely love, I love her books, Hope Callahan, has a group of women who are the sleuths in her Garden Girl Small Town Mysteries. And that is just a change from the two people. She's got um, five or six people who work together, but they're in a very small setting. Um, so that works. And um, sometimes a couple of them will take the lead, other times another couple will take the lead, but they all work together to solve them. And my sleuth in Deadly Traditions is Mrs. Claus, with her sidekicks being the female elves, but not all of the female elves. They're just a couple that help her out. Cozy mysteries usually have a romantic interest. That's important. Um, you have to have one. And talking of romantic interest, they're often someone involved in law enforcement. And that allows the sleuth to gain access to information to which they would not normally be privy. Um, I know, I know that the police wouldn't give things away, but in cosy mysteries, they always manage to inveigle the, um, the information out of them. Um, there's, there's usually a romantic interest, but you don't always have to have one. Take Agatha Christie's Miss Marple, for example. Um, they're the quintessential English cosy mysteries, and Miss Marple does everything on her own. She doesn't have a sidekick. Do you need a murder? Well, usually there is a murder, but there doesn't always have to be. If there is, it always has to happen off-piste with no graphic descriptions. You can say there's blood, but don't focus on it. It's just 
someone has died. Um, uh, in my Cass Claymore books, uh, which are, which is a cosy mystery, that's antiques and alibis, the body just drops uh, beautifully at Cass Claymore's feet. You don't, we don't go into too much about why, it, uh, you know, how it happened, and that's important. And one of the elves was found murdered in my um, Deadly Traditions story. There was no description of where, when, why, you know, that sort of thing. Um, until, well, there is um, where, when and why, but there's no description of how, I should say. You do need the where, when, why. Um, but you don't actually always have to have a murder, but as I say, usually there is. I want to talk about subgenres for a minute. Um, there are more subgenres of cosy mystery than you could ever imagine. Name a craft or hobby, and there'll be a cosy mystery series which has been written about it. In fact, there will be more than one. There will be numerous uh, cosy mysteries that have been written about it. Food and wine cozies are extremely popular and they usually contain recipes or wine recommendations. Now, the recipes are great. I found that they all tend to be in um, American measurements, which does cause a little bit of a problem for the average Brit, but you can work things out. And it's nice to have a recipe if they've been talking about food. Same with the wine pairings. Um, if it's set in a vineyard and they're talking about wine, it's great if it's real wine um, because you can then go and look it up. Or if the, they're drinking wine in the Cozy Mysteries, then you can go and look it up if it's a real wine and you could try it. And I think that is great. Um but sometimes the food mysteries have the best titles of books ever. I mean, who can resist a book called Silence of the Flans or Dial M for Moose? And they're a take on um, Silence of the Lambs and Dial M for Murder. Brilliantly, brilliantly done. Um, they're by Laura Bradford and the books are excellent, but also the names of the um, books the titles are fabulous they hook you straight uh, away another one which is by molly cox Bryan, who's also in the deadly traditions um anthology but uh molly uh has written a book called assault and beadery and it's set in a craft shop and it's the core of crafts mysteries and as i say it's by molly cox Bryan. Assault and beadery instead of assault and battery again genius so there's often a play on words for the title um, going back to the food, in Mrs. Claus Saves Christmas, there aren't any recipes, but I did include references to Scandinavian food, Scandinavian biscuits, cakes, things like that, um, to give it that cosy feel and cosy vibe. Yep, Santa and the gang eat a lot of cake and biscuits. Um, and I'm sure you can work out that writing cosy mysteries can be a lot of fun. I certainly had plenty of fun writing um, the one for Deadly Traditions. Humorous. Um, should a cosy mystery be humorous? Well, very often they are, uh, and many are extremely funny. Uh, weaving in humour adds to the overall warm feeling that the genre brings. I have to say, in my opinion, two of the best authors of humorous cosy mysteries are Donna Andrews with her Meg Langslow mysteries and Janet Ivanovich with her Stephanie Plum series. Both of these series have had me weeping with laughter. Now, I was reading one of Donna Andrews' books on a British rail train, and I was um, laughing out loud. I was laughing so hard. 
everybody was looking at me because I'm British and we don't do this, let's laugh out loud in a train business. Well, I just couldn't help it. They are absolutely brilliant. So yeah, the... I would I would highly recommend both of those. Uh, Don Andrews and her Meg Langthill mysteries and Janet Ivanovich with her Stephanie Plum series. Both of them um, are excellent. What about the characters? Because obviously the characters in Cozy Mysteries, uh, they have to feel like they're the people next door. They always do. They have to be someone that you can relate to. Um, you know, so you can think that um, you... You know, you know them. Even the less likable characters should feel like the type of people you meet every day in any small small town. Um, they hold jobs like the rest of us. They're postwomen, librarians, cooks, waitresses, bookshop owners. And of course, in Miss, uh, we had Mr and Mrs Claus in My Deadly Traditions uh, short story. Um so, and it was Mrs. Claus that uh, solved it in the end. But obviously, Santa is a very big part. And we all know that, um, you know, uh, we all know that uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus. So they do feel like the people next door, even though they're not. Um, in fact, it's anyone who the general public open up to and who notice things. Generally, the nosier they are, the better. The reader should feel they know them well and they have become friends by the end of the book. In other words, the reader should relate to them. Um, I know I've read through an entire series because I like the main characters. And I'll give you an example. Uh, the Dead End Job Mysteries by Elaine Veets. Um, I read books 1 to 13, one after the other, and loved them all. I couldn't put them down. They were brilliant. Um, so... I, I read them all because I liked the main character. Um, clues and misdirection. Obviously, like any mystery story, um, these are crucial. Uh, the mystery must be strong. If all the other elements um, are in place but the mystery doesn't live up to them, the reader will put the book down. Uh, the book needs to live up to its name. Uh, what about series? So... Cozy mysteries lend themselves to series. In fact, any writer of the genre should be writing series as readers will devour them. The more you can write, the more they will read. And especially if they like your characters and they like your setting and they feel like they're coming home each time they read one. So when someone reads a cozy mystery, it should feel like being enclosed in a warm blanket and makes an uh, that comforts and makes the reader feel like they're in the presence of someone who will make the world better again. Any cosy mystery worth its salt should be pure escapism. Both reading them and writing them is a great feeling as you immerse yourself in a world which is familiar and yet at the same time completely different. If you want to write them, the best place to start is to read them. Read the ones I've recommended. They're a good start. Read others if you don't fancy the sound of any of them too much. I mean, Donna Andrews, the penguin who knew too much, was the one I was reading on the train and laughing like a drain. Hey, that rhymes. You're even getting a bit of poetry thrown in free here. Um, and it's absolutely 
excellent. I just laughed from the first page to the last. And the mystery is strong. And I met Donna Andrews. She's a lovely, lovely lady. And she did apologise to me for breaking my uh, British reserve when I told her that I had been laughing on the train and had got some very peculiar looks. Uh, so, you know, you can't do uh, or start with Molly Cox Bryan's ones or you could, Deadly Traditions, of course. If you try Deadly Traditions, um, you will get um, stories by uh, people like Ern Scroggins, uh, Estelle Richards, Justine Maxwell, myself, of course, Ellie Ballard, Sam Cheever, uh, Gail Larson, Sheena McLeod, Diane As Ascroft, Melissa Pope, um, and Sage So. Um, Molly Cox Bryan, all of those are in the um, anthology and they're all excellent, excellent stories. I love it. And I tell you, it is a mammoth and I mean mammoth read. So I'm going to be finishing by saying think about writing cosy mysteries and snuggle up this festive season with the Deadly Traditions, the newest cosy mystery collection, and you will love it. Um, I will be back next week. I hope the um, I hope you're proceeding well with your Christmas preparations. When next week's comes out, we will almost be on Christmas Day. Um, so I hope that all is going well for you. And wherever you're in the world, keep reading, keep writing, and keep enjoying the writing life. You will not regret it. So, I will be back next week and enjoy your week. That brings us to the end of another show. It was really good to have you on the show with me today. I'm Wendy H. Jones and you can find me at wendyhjones.com. You can also find me on Patreon where you can support me for th uh, as little as $3 a month, which is less than the price of a tea or coffee. You go to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. I'm also Wendy H. Jones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you found it both useful and interesting. Join me next week when I will have another cracking guest for you. Until then, have a good week and keep writing, keep reading and keep learning. <laughs>